Good morning. And welcome on this absolutely perfect day for an annual meeting. What else is there to do on a rainy day but to come to church and have a wonderful and exciting annual meeting? I'm glad so many have come here. It is 9 o'clock, officially St. Peter's time. So I want to get us started. But one thing that has changed, if you didn't get the memo in the ENET, is that we're going to hold the entirety of the annual meeting in the parish hall after the um, service. So the address and everything else, hopefully this will be about a 45-minute service. Drake is going to give a, and I want everyone to get their clocks out, a five-minute sermonette. Okay, five minutes. I told him no more. He begged me to do this. So, it's, so everyone get the stopwatches out and give him that if he goes over five minutes. So um, on that note, let us join together in singing hymn 569, found in our blue hymnals.
Our service of Holy Eucharist Rite 2 begins on the front page of our seasonal booklet or on page 355 of the Book of Common Prayer. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. And today let us say together, glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, Lamb of God, mighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer, for you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you govern all things both in heaven and on earth. Mercifully hear the supplications of your people, and in our time grant us your peace through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You shall heed such a prophet. This is, why you re this is what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, If I hear the voice of the Lord my God any more or ever again see this great fire, I will die. Then the Lord replied to me, they are right in what they have said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own people. I will put my words in the mouth of the prophet who shall speak to them everything that I command. Anyone who does not heed the words that the prophet shall speak in my name, I myself will hold accountable. But any prophet who speaks in the name of other gods or who presumes to speak in my name a word that I have not commanded the prophet to speak, that prophet shall die. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's read Psalm 111 in unison. You're gonna what? You're gonna sing it. Let's sing Psalm 111 in unison. <laughs>
Our second reading is from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Now concerning food sacrificed to idols, we know that all of us possess knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Anyone who claims to know something does not yet have the necessary knowledge, but anyone who loves God is known by him. Hence, as to the eating of food offered to idols, we know that no idol in the world really exists and that there is no God but one. Indeed, even though there may be so-called gods in heaven or on earth, as in fact there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom are all things and for whom we exist, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we exist. It is not everyone, however, who has this knowledge. Since some have become so accustomed to idols until now, they still think of the food they eat as food offered to an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. Food will not bring us close to God. We are no worse off if we do not eat and no better off if we do. But take care that this liberty of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. For if others see you, who possess knowledge, eating in the temple of an idol, might they not, since their conscience is weak, be encouraged to the point of eating food sacrificed to idols? So, by your knowledge, those weak believers for whom Christ died are destroyed. But when you thus sin against members of your family and wound their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food is a cause of their falling, I will never eat meat so that I may not cause one of them to fall. The word of the Lord. Our sequence or gospel hymn this morning is hymn 530. It's found in the blue hymnals. Please stand as you're able.
Glory to you, Lord Christ. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Lord, you govern all things, both in heaven and on earth. Help us to believe it. Amen. I did, I did promise Father Craig I would keep this relatively brief. I remember saying about five minutes. <clears throat> uh, but we do have a lot to accomplish today, so buckle up. This is going to be a quick one. Last week, we explored how the Gospel of Mark has a specific tone. Uh, one of urgency, one that asks us, what are you waiting for? And this week, Mark's breathless pace launches us directly from his calling of his disciples into the first of many vignettes which showcase one of Mark's central messages, and that is this. Jesus means business. He has authority, and he has power. As you just heard, Jesus makes pretty quick work of an unclean spirit who torments a man in the synagogue. And if you were to imagine that same scene happening right here this morning, it's easy to imagine, it's easy to understand rather, the amazement of the crowd who witnessed it. But can you? Can you actually imagine that happening right here today? The pre-modern minds who would have been involved in this story, they had no trouble believing in the reality of demons and of the diabolical. But our age of enlightenment, advances in science and medicine, they have given our modern minds some pause around these concepts, haven't they? Belief in malevolent spirits seem for most to be somewhere on a spectrum, though, of literal to metaphorical. We all kind of land somewhere. Are demons real, or are they a metaphor for something else? 
For some, the devil is indeed behind every bush. Satan and his helpers are afoot, and they are afoot in concrete and maybe even mundane ways in our lives. A constant barrage of temptation, of torment, and of chaos of God's creation. And taking scripture at face value would actually seem to justify this mindset. There are plenty of stories of demons behaving badly and Jesus setting them straight. It's a nice, neat way of looking at the problem of evil. The demonic is responsible for it, even if we are pawns, and God will ultimately deal with it decisively and swiftly as Jesus did today. But looking around at the state of our world, how evil seems to have gone unchecked for so long, it does begin to pick a bit at that more simplistic understanding of evil, doesn't it? Almost as if to ask a question. What if this is just people behaving badly? What will Jesus do with them? What will Jesus do with me if I'm one of them? I do find the exchange between Jesus and the unclean spirit to be absolutely chilling. And not because of the dramatic scene that Mark sets, but because if I'm honest, I've heard my own voice saying something similar to Jesus in my darkest times. What have you to do with me, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy me? I know who you are the Holy One of God. Hmm. Have you ever been sin-sick? I think of it as a condition where I clearly know what's keeping me distant from God, distant from others. It might be a behavior, a mindset, an avoidance, an idol, a combination of all of the above. It's not so hard to start to believe when this happens that I and my sin sickness are one in the same, like it possesses me. And in those times, I want to pretend like Jesus doesn't see, like Jesus doesn't know. And that's because I know that Jesus has the power to deal with these things, but I just not just don't want him to. Have you come to destroy us, O Holy One of God? At times, I'd rather be sin-sick than destroyed. I'd rather enjoy the shallow pleasures of my sin than have to reckon with Jesus' saving power. Because then I get to be in control of my life then I want to wield the power within my own private creation, even even as Jesus reaches out to save me from it. And if that doesn't sound like a demonic influence, I don't know what does. For me, at least, this is where the literal and the metaphorical demons cross paths. 
But as they always do, these demons lie. While Jesus may have come to destroy them, he has come to save and heal us. There is a balm in Gilead, the old spiritual says, that heals the sin-sick soul. Even if that healing process is painful, even if that balm stings a bit, it won't destroy us. Don't let the demons, literal or metaphorical, fool you. Jesus is in charge. Jesus has power. Jesus has authority. And he has all of those things to save us. And Mark is waiting for our answer to one simple question, though. Do you believe it? Amen. Please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. For those following the prayer book, it's found on page 358. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. With all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, for the loving kindness of God, and for the salvation of our souls, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the world, for the welfare of the Holy Church of God, and for the unity of all peoples, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our bishop, and for all the clergy and people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our president, for the leaders of the nations, and for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the towns of South Kingston and Narragansett, for every city and community, and for those who live in them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather, and for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. 
for the good earth which God has given us, and for the wisdom and will to conserve it. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who travel on land, on water, or in the air, or throughout a space, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the aged and infirm, for the widowed and orphans, and for the sick and the suffering, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. In our parish cycle of prayer, for Jerry and Claudia Reynolds, Matt Roach and Allison Croak, and Toby and Stephanie Roberts, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. In our diocesan cycle of prayers, for seminaries and schools, for deacons, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who have died in the hope of, res of the resurrection, especially Antonio Pache Pacheco, Maria Pacheco, Lenore Silvi, and Janine Hines Drew, and for all the departed, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For deliverance from all danger, violence, oppression, and degradation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That we may end our lives in faith and hope, without suffering and without reproach, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Defend us, deliver us, and in thy compassion, protect us, O Lord, by thy grace. Lord, have mercy. In the communion of our patron, patron Peter and of all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another and all our life to Christ our God. To thee, O Lord, our God. Let us offer our continued prayers for peace throughout this world, especially peace in Ukraine, peace in the Middle East. Let us pray for all those who are fleeing danger and seek refuge in foreign lands, that they may be received and find a place to lie their heads. Almighty and eternal God, ruler of all things in heaven and earth, mercifully accept the prayers of your people and strengthen us to do your will. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Amen. 
Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us always, strengthen it, yeah. strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. I invite everyone to please be seated. Again, a warm welcome to everyone on this rainy day and day of our annual meeting. Um, I hope all can stay for the annual meeting. Um, please, if you are coming to the annual meeting, directly through the parish um, hall door here to the side. The um, breakfast is laid out or will be laid out at the very back of the room. So go help yourself and then find a place to sit. As soon as everyone is served and seated, we will begin the meeting. And um, so that's sort of the directions on the annual meeting, how to proceed at the end of the service. Also, one other quick announcement. Um, forward day by days, if you are following those, they end this week and the new ones are in the back of the church, also located in the uh, parish hall on the table there, both in this regular size print and in large print as well. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, a offering and sacrifice to God.
our service continue, continues with Eucharistic Prayer B. It begins on page 367 of our Book of Common Prayer. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, because in the mystery of the word made flesh, you have caused a new light to shine in our hearts, to give the knowledge of your glory in the face of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever say this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you've made known to us in creation in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your words spoken through the prophets, and above all, in the word made flesh, Jesus, your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he'd given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ and bring us to that heavenly country where, with the blessed Virgin Mary, Peter, our patron, and all your saints, 
we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Let us stand as we are able and join in singing hymn 493, found in the Blue Hymnals. Thanks be to God.